The mid-80s was such a time of discovery for me musically. Finding music that really connected with me was more important than any other time previously. I was introduced to so many bands during that time period, including the band who is the subject of this installment of artists that influenced life and music, Rush. The band first came to my attention through the long-since-gone Runaway Radio Rock 101 KLOL. Rush was a staple of the programming of that radio station, and I would listen to KLOL a lot, really because it was the only FM station in Houston that played a great variety of classic rock as well as new rock. I didn't immediately connect with Rush, and I can't remember the first song I heard from Rush, but I can remember the song that really made me want to learn more about the band. As you probably expected, the song was Tom Sawyer. That seems to be an entry-level song for many fans of Rush, and I fit well into that category. However, the album that really entrenched Rush into my life was Fly By Night. The album released in 1975, but of course I didn't get my hands on it until 1986. And from the opening note of the track Anthem, I knew I had something unforgettable. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why, if you heard Tom Sawyer first, did you go to Fly By Night? Simply put, it was the album cover. Fly By Night turned out to be one of those albums that is flawless. Every song is on another level. The crown jewel, at least in my opinion, is By Torn the Snow Dog. The song is simply epic. It is storytelling in the highest form. The story can not only be followed in the lyrics of the song, but the instrumental sections of the song are just as narrative. The song is pure, progressive majesty. The rest of the album is stellar as well. This album was played at very high volume levels in my headphones, as at the time I lived with my grandmother, and she did not tolerate loud music, unless it was George Jones or Elvis. Now, with the power of Fly By Night, I knew I had to get my hands on as much Rush material as I could. Of course, Moving Pictures was the next album I got my hands on. In my eyes, another album that shines as bright as a diamond. So many classic songs on one album. The song YYZ was the first song that really pushed my desire to get behind a drum kit. I remember placing pillows on my bed as if they were parts of a drum set. I would try and miserably fail to mimic the playing of Neil Peart. I knew he was phenomenal, but little did I know at the time that he was the professor of drums. Moving pictures and fly-by-night were staples in my listening rotation for years to come. And it is not often that the first four songs on an album turn out to be timeless classics. That is the case with moving pictures. Now this is, again, not to say that the other songs on the album are not classics as well. But the appeal with Rush was the freedom experienced with the lyrical content and the untouchable musicianship of Alex Lyson, Geddy Lee, and of course, Neil Peart. I was amazed how huge the sound was. Now, how is it possible that three guys can sound that big? It is the complete and total dedication to every aspect of songwriting, melody, lyrical content, and mastering of their instruments. My freshman year of high school, I enrolled in drama or theater arts, 
I figured it was an easy A, right? Boy, was I wrong, but I loved it. One assignment that we had was to recite a speech or monologue from a famous play. So I chose Mark Antony, Friends, Romans, Countryman speech from the Shakespeare play, Julius Caesar. We were allowed to add, you know, ambiance and things like that to the performance. So I chose to use By Torn the Snow Dog, specifically the epilogue section of the song. The day of the performance, I was able to perfectly recite the speech and time it with the music. Miss Mongerson, who was the teacher, praised the use of the music in the background. She was an old school teacher that was kind of stuck in her ways, and she specifically told me that the music was well chosen and asked me whose music I used. I proudly told her it was By Torn the Snow Dog by Rush. We had a 20-minute conversation about the song. Now, she was in her 60s and was completely interested about the story of the song. It was such a great feeling, and I have Rush to thank for that. The discovery of Rush continued through my high school career. I wanted to know everything I could about all of the bands that I loved, and Rush, of course, was no exception. I would get my hands on 2112, Grace Under Pressure, and Hemispheres. Such classic albums that made the thirst for Rush grow. I will say in full disclosure that I am not in love with all of the Rush discography. Roll the Bones is certainly one album that I tend to shy away from. In my opinion, I believe that the inclusion of rap into the Rush lexicon was a bit of a mistake. In my eyes, it was a bad fit. Now, exploration in music is certainly a welcome part of the evolution of music, but sometimes it just doesn't work for me as the listener. At the same time, it is what the musicians in a band want to do with their music. The most important thing that matters is what the musicians want. As much as musicians want the fans to love and appreciate their music, the key phrase is their music. The music belongs to the band. And as much as I shy away from Roll the Bones, I absolutely respect their ability to go outside of the box and do what they wanted to do with the album. The love of Rush continued to grow into adulthood. The music was and is classic. Rush has become such a standard bearer of both progressive rock and progressive metal. Rush, in my eyes, is not a progressive metal band, But to discount the influence they had on progressive metal allows them to be included in that subgenre. To backtrack a little bit, when I first heard the track Subdivisions, I initially had some reservations about it. The guitar of Alex Lifeson was almost completely absent except for the beautiful solo. It was so synth-driven and I was initially turned off. However, the more I was exposed to the track, the more I grew to love it. It seemed that many of the Rush faithful kind of got away from Rush in the mid-80s releases due to the heavy reliance on synthesizers. To an extent, I can understand that. It seemed that Rush started to become less of a rock band and more of a pop band. However, all bands in one form or another evolve or change direction at some point in their lifespan. The one constant that remained with Rush, whether it was the synth-based or the rock-based sound, was their ability to establish a groove, change direction, 
and return to the original groove. The musical ability is still garnering new fans to the classic music of Rush. Counterparts marked a return to the rock power trio sound that Rush was known and loved for. The album reestablished Rush as a standard bearers of progressive rock. This trend would continue throughout the remainder of the lifespan of Rush. I finally, I finally had my opportunity to see Rush during their Time Machine tour. Now it was a little bit bittersweet. Originally, my son was supposed to go with me to see the show. Unfortunately, he had some subpar grades, and that kind of forced me to make a decision. I had, I had to, there was some kind of punishment that had to be handed down. We also had tickets for the Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer show the following night. So I made the decision to take away his tickets to the Rush show. We actually had nosebleed seats for the show, and I had always heard that Rush was amazing in a live setting. Boy, was that an understatement. Rush was beyond phenomenal. The lights, the sound, the pyro, the whole experience was one that I will never forget. And even in the nosebleed seats of the AT&T Center in San Antonio, we could feel the heat from the flames on the stage. On this particular tour, Rush was performing moving pictures in its entirety. And there was a short intermission before Rush came out to perform moving pictures. Getty stated that they would take a short 15-minute break due to their advanced age. And it was kind of funny at the time. But the show was flawless, and I wish I would have picked another punishment. I know my son would have absolutely loved seeing Rush live. Now, we still went to see the Anthrax Megadeth Slayer show the following night, but taking the Rush show away from him still bothers me to this day. Rush has a long history of excellence in music. Countless musicians have drawn influence from Rush. Not only in the musicianship of Alex Getty and Neil, but the lyricism of the band as a whole. We have all heard the praises of the members of of Rush over the years. Alex is credited with the Alex Lifeson chord or the Hemispheres chord. The chord is an F-sharp 7 with a suspended 4th. And this chord can be heard all over the album Hemispheres. Getty is one of the most talented bassists to ever pick up the instrument. And what more can be said about Neil? Not only is he one of, if not the best drummers to ever get behind a drum kit. As a unit, there was a bond, a friendship that spanned over 40 years. The bands supported each other through the darkest times. When Neil tragically lost his daughter and his wife in quick succession. Getty and Alex gave him the space he needed to grieve. Neil, even into the later years, was referred to as the new guy. The loving ribs on each other and the nicknames that developed over the years showed that Rush was more than an unforgettable band. It was, and still is, a brotherhood. Rush will go down in history as one of the most unique and inspirational bands to have ever graced our lives. Rush was able to do something that many bands have failed to do, open minds and elicit emotion. Progressive music has been called pretentious and emotionless, and Rush has, throughout the years, proven the naysayers wrong. Rush will continue to influence many future musicians to pick up an instrument and master it. Lastly, 
Rush is a band that comes once in a millennium. And in this case, will never be matched nor forgotten. <laughs> 